0: Can you remind me where you were in the course before you, uh, um, when you did the first case study with Luke, like how far in you were approximately? Do you remember? Um, That was about two months ago, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely about two months ago. We talked about um, where I was in the course and what, um, like what moments just basically sort of sparked, you know, wow, you know, that sort of thing. I can yeah, yeah. hmm. pretty sure um, um he would have said something like
0: sorry. Yeah, currently you've done 1619 lessons out of two thousand. So oh wow. <laughs> you've done really well. So I was I'm just trying to get a sense of how far you've gone in the past two months uh compared to
1: where you started. But oh yeah.
0: If I recall, had you gotten into like the sentences yet, or were you still in like I would have
1: just gone to sentences. Um, right that is I right yes, i remember that
0: hmm.
1: so you've made a lot of progress yeah i would have just hit 13 yeah. 14 yeah yeah thanks i've just been doing this um five characters a day thing i've just been doing that for the past two months so um
0: see that that's finished. good so that's your goal five
1: characters a day yeah definitely and i've mapped nice. it out so that um by september four i would have completed the course and then hopefully um would sort of find various materials or something beyond that so been quite mm-hmm. excited.
0: So I assume that you just said to yourself, okay, uh, five characters a day, you can definitely do it. And you can, like five characters, I assume, including all of the, you know, uh, whatever comes yep. with it. So, you know, some characters, like for example, I think the yep. character um, E, which I don't know if you're you're probably right around that. I think it's level 34, uh, but that that character mm-hmm. unlocks 14 words. So that one character could oh, actually wow. cause somebody to uh, maybe spend like an hour on it um, if you were trying to do everything. But still, uh, five characters a day seems like it's definitely manageable. And so did you think, okay, yeah. I'm going to do five characters a day and then uh, just figure out, okay, how many days would that be then
1: based on 592? Yeah. Initially, okay. initially, it was going to be how many characters do I need to be able to complete the course by the end of the year but I would, and that turned out to be about three characters a day, but I didn't, but the characters was difficult to uh, manage because uh, I would have to just go, okay, what should I, What um, is my target for today? Whereas five characters I already know, you know, that's, that's, an easy number to, you know, group. So I figured that'd be much easier to keep track of. Right, right. Flip back to the target as much, yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. That makes sense. So like, that's uh that's a good way to go about it. And I think that, you know, Thanks. If anybody's watching this, they should, they should take that advice because that's, um, you know, th- when you break it out, I used to do that all the time, actually, when I was learning characters. Mm-hmm. I would think, well, how many characters a day would I have to learn to, you know, ensure that I reach X goal by a certain day? It's like by giving it an mm-hmm. actual date on the calendar, uh, you know, you end up preparing a lot more. You know, my uh, uh, a friend of mine, who's like my kind of workout buddy here, he said, I want to do this. 50k spartan race next year and like we haven't yep. yet run a, a full marathon that's just running not and a spartan race is like obstacles and stuff like that and so i was like wow it seems like a lot yep. he's like well it's a year from now so you know we can put it on the calendar and then do whatever we need to prepare for it and i was like all right yeah let's do it and there's something about that like writing it in that definitely makes that that difference Yeah, uh, whatever goal you're pursuing so cool mm-hmm. so Let's talk a little bit more about just how things have been going uh, for, going through phase three and phase four. I want to talk about a couple things about it. But first, maybe you could just ex- say your uh, sort of general experience adding in more context. So adding in more sentences and
1: paragraphs and things like that. Yeah. So definitely um, adding context is, like you said, it definitely helps with sort of uh, understanding what things mean um, rather than just giving the definitions. So you can give a sort of for the, for the like textbook definitions, which is often a bit weird if you don't have the sort of um, context behind it. So I thought it was yeah. quite good to be finding that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like one of the things that we've uh, been experimenting with recently as a concept just about what, whether or not we want to do this is the question of sort of because the learning the sentences and learning the paragraphs and stuff it's really it's a different type of learning than doing the hansa movie method in the sense Mm. that you know with the hansa movie method obviously there's all this mnemonic visualization and there's a large degree of your personal life that's involved and some degree of creativity whereas when you're reading a sentence you know Mm. it's not like you're deciding what the sentence is it's kind of it's more like it already is yeah. there, and your brain has to figure out what's going on with it. You know I mean, you could use some mnemonic visualization with it, but it would all be just sort of voluntary, and it's also less necessary because yeah. Yeah. any given sentence is not essential to the language, whereas all the characters are so do you find that moving between them is like what what what's your experience of moving between those two different types of learning so like 'cause if you do five characters a day, those five characters themselves yeah. will be naturally you know the the sort of creative side of things and then you'll have the whatever sentences or paragraphs come along with it which is more like yeah. a solving a puzzle type of thing so how does that feel for you to move between those two types of
1: learning that's interesting you brought that up because i i didn't even think twice about it i just thought okay, okay here's a word this is what it means and this isn't a sentence i didn't really but i just um haven't had any problems with that uh, some sentences some sentences actually you would have to go okay i've spend a little more time on it to figure out what it actually means sort of the um where things go in terms of grammatical structure and stuff like that but beyond that i just um sentences are sentences mm. crazy. gotcha
0: yeah yeah okay well that's good to know because well we're trying to gather some data because we've been getting a fair bit of feedback that has been saying from people saying that it's gotten a little bit sometimes overwhelming with all the things that they have to do as the content keeps expanding because you can imagine there's like five tracks oh. you've got yeah. the characters is one track and then you got the words is another track and they're relatively related so it's not so hard but then you start to add in the sentences and you're like okay well it's not like the character track and the word track stopped so you still have the set yeah. now you add in the sentence track and oh now we got the occasional story so we'll add that in and then uh you know or just a paragraph or opinion then you get in the fifth phase and you add in longer stories and it can start to feel like, oh, there's so many things my brain has to juggle. So we've been considering mm. sort of bifurcating the course at phase three and saying, okay, you, instead of it being, you know, uh, having a make a movie and then it's a word and then new vocabulary unlocked all in one section, take all the it's a word lessons and the new vocabulary unlocked lessons and put them in the second half of each level. So it's like you have the first half of the level is just pick a prop and make a movie. that's uh, true you know, and thinking, and maybe we put in a list of the vocab words that are unlocked purely from a vocab perspective in the make a a movie section, but we don't give any sentences Mm -hmm. yet. And then we say, okay, that's track A or something, you know, and so that's 13A, 14A, 15A from a level perspective. And then you can decide, okay, I'm just going to go down that track. And then... Uh, at any point, you can start doing the B track, which is 13B, thirteen uh, B, thirteen fourteen yeah, B, and that's all the sentences and and the context based stuff. You know, do you think? Because my thinking is that that wouldn't infl- affect somebody like you who doesn't mind doing it all together, because you can just mm-hmm. jump from one part of the level to the other part of the level. Yep,
1: definitely.
0: Uh, but it might be good for some other people. Like if if I if we did that, do you think that would be easier sometimes? Um, for I mean, it might even be easier for you too, because suppose you decided that. Oh, I just want to get all these characters out of the way first, and then I'll go back and go
1: through all the sentences. Yeah. What do you think? Um, well, firstly, I just want to say if everyone else um, thinks that it's be easier to uh, do the whole um, two sections thing, I'm for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I even think this might sort of help me a little, like you said. It's um, just sort of, I mean, it wouldn't um, necessarily change anything. It's just a different way to sort of look at it. Because I was going to look at those characters anyway, so it just makes it a little bit um different way to approach it i guess but i went to my own so
0: gotcha. gotcha well great great that's uh it's good to get that feedback just because we were like <laughs> yeah. you know hearing somebody say no it's fine how it is is actually good to hear because it's just a little bit of uh you know we just want to make sure that we're not we didn't overwhelm people and we're having a bunch of people who yeah. hit this like yeah. you know phase three and phase four and they go ah it's too much so uh that's yeah no all right, great, awesome. So, I also want to talk to you. You left a comment uh, for us uh, a few weeks ago, and I talked about it on the podcast. Where um, you said you were sort of like a little bit moved by one of the short paragraphs. Yeah, uh, phase four. Tell me about that because that's an interesting sort of phenomenon to happen, considering that you know, when did you start the Mandarin Blueprint method again? Like, uh, it was uh, just only
1: April. Few- it uh, I was. I saw the pronunciation April one, and then the Mandarin blueprint April ten, I think.
0: Okay, so to April tenth, and so today is August eighth. So we're like pretty much exactly four months, and so oh, wow. that's uh, that's great. So you t- tell me about how you felt reading this particular paragraph, which was as a um, refresher. It was basically a story about a guy who had become a bit estranged from his father and then reconnected. Oh, that's so. Right, yeah. t- Tell me a little bit about like you know what that was like for you to be able to read that in Chinese and we don't even give an English translation for those so it's just uh purely Chinese mm. and only the only pinyin is for the words that you haven't yes, yet studied so tell me a little bit about what that was like cuz I, I I'm very curious about that
1: Yeah no um it was quite it was quite unexpected actually mm. um, I was reading the sentences but it was almost as if I had the rhythm of reading it from a native speaker because i guess i've been listening to the sentences like for a long period so i sort of know how um the, and uh not remember the guy's name um, jerry just talking to the flow of it yeah jerry and just, just mm. sort of the flow of it and i was just reading it and it just sort of like sort of like clicked like it could sort of in the content of sentences go with it and i just sort of uh flowed on and i was just i don't know just, you um, because of context you sort of have an emotional connection to it and because mm-hmm. of that I guess you just sort of felt um, moved by it and even on a personal yeah. level as well. So, yeah, yeah,
0: cool. and I thought that I thought that what was really interesting about that type of story is I think it's almost like that type of story and and well done to Annie by the way who wrote that story I thought because uh, you know she, <laughs> she did a good job of uh, kind of connecting with something that is a pretty common sort of theme that a lot of people go through in their lives of like, you know, they, they somewhat become somewhat estranged from their parents. And then they realize, Oh, actually like, you know, I just was a bit like, it's like a late teenager, early twenties type of thing, independent streak type of thing. And she yeah. kind of, it's almost like an archetypal story. And then when you read that in the target language, it's like you get to see almost like uh, to give it a you know, programming analogy, you go from a, uh, one type of uh, programming language to another to, dr- to write the yeah. same program or something or write a similar program, and you go, oh, like how, that's how they do it here, and that's how they build, use the building blocks to mm-hmm. create this. And sometimes that can feel very um, moving because you realize there's some, even though the languages are totally different, there's some connection between them. There's some kind of universality yeah. to it. And so that's kind of pretty cool, and I was really excited that that happened, and that's less than four months you read a Chinese story and felt yeah actually not just <laughs> I understand it, but like, oh, this is like you know meaningful on some level. so that's pretty cool yeah,
1: definitely. yeah, actually, everybody really puts it into perspective there's just been four months that's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny how time works like that. It's like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's only been four months, but because you've been, you know, really involved in the, uh, you know, probably feels longer to you. Am I, am I getting that right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. Well, you know, I guess other things that I'm curious about as you've moved through the course is like how, you know, obviously, you've been sharpening the saw on the henza Movie Method. So, like, when you look at a character now, yeah. it must feel like pretty quick to break it down yeah. and make a scene out of it. So, how's it going with the henza Movie Method? Do you feel like you're you're starting to become a bit of an expert at it?
1: Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Like, I'll just see, um, you know, set actors props. Okay, oh, you know, just it's not. It's even too quick to uh, even think about it, really. Um, mm-hmm. i just i first start with the set and then imagine the character's face and then how they do something with the props and it's just it's too fast i mean, sometimes it takes a little longer with abstract keywords and stuff like that but yeah it's yeah. like spoon it's, it's like okay makes these props into a spoon eat some cereal or something like that yeah yeah
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool how that can happen. And that's very encouraging because, you know, when you get to the next uh, phase of the course and we expand, you should be able to go through that pretty quickly. Uh, And then you're going to get all these essential elements that are the real like meat of the language. You know, when you finish the uh, current phase five, it's, um, you know, that's like the structure of the language. You got your foundational 80% of the language by frequency which is kind of like having a really solid skeleton, but you got to get some meat after that because then, you know, yeah. understanding 80% yeah. of what you come across is it's actually kind of a frustrating amount because you understand so much, but you don't quite understand a lot of like the little things. So yeah. uh, that's where, that. but the thing is, it doesn't, doesn't really matter though because you're what, where you'll be is going to be, you know, um, a very exciting spot because it's like not nearly as much fog as it is at the beginning. And so, yeah, uh when you when you move through that if you're able to learn characters really quickly that's the best thing you could do because so much of the subtlety of the language is not really teachable it's only kind of you can only really live it if that makes sense like you have to read you have to kind of have the experience of talking to chinese people or you know seeing the news and seeing oh they use this word in context uh you know i was just having this um i was reading last night and uh the reading was it was about uh it was a fictional story and the two characters were standing on these rocks that were jutting out of the sea and it was really interesting to read yeah. because the the author was describing you know the rocks and how the waves were hitting the rocks and you know the um uh it was like a xia That was one bit that was about how, what the wave was doing at the foot of the character and that it was kind of sloshing back and forth and they called that gun. and I was like okay that's, that's an interesting usage of that those two characters and then the next thing they said that sort of uh, sort of struck me as like oh this is something that you can only really get through context is mm-hmm. they used the idiom qi. Uh, which is two characters at the beginning that are not usually pronounced ten or tzu. And so it's like, they're usually pronounced um, tan and uh, either cha or chai. And so it's like these super alternate pronunciations, but what what struck out stuck out to me about it and what she was saying was that the the rocks were kind of like, tzu means like piled up, but not in any kind of order, right? So it's kind of like how rocks might be, right? And because uh, yeah. I'm imagining this stuff in my mind, I went, oh, okay. I know what this situation is. And then when the idiom came up, I didn't even misread it. I, th- I knew- saw immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Ten tsubuchi. And, like, I thought, oh, well, how did my brain do that? I didn't – like, it's-, it's the same yeah. character. Because people always ask us about um, the zi the multiple pronunciation characters. And I always wanted to just be like, you'll just know. You know which is such an annoying answer, but yes. I just want to be like you'll know when you get the context and so uh the the key though is to have the foundation of the characters, so I'm just thrilled to hear how easy it is for you to quickly you know uh get the keyword down, get the the main pronunciation down, and then get the uh uh character components so that's that's fantastic
1: yeah thanks well yeah
0: so. I have a question for you about the next phase of the or the character expansion because we might want to get you involved in it and uh, other people like yourself who've gone you know, really invested into the course. So, when we make the character expansion, which we're we're making some progress on, and we might be ready to do something like this, perhaps within the next few weeks, we'll see. Uh, there's always a lot of stuff okay. going on, but
1: yeah, definitely. here's
0: what we're thinking. Once we solidify the order, we were thinking about having. There's a few different mediums by which we could do this, but we were thinking about having a kind of either a live stream, like a private live stream with uh, some people from the course, or maybe just a, a, Google, a shared Google sheet or Google doc or something. Where what we do is we say, okay, here's the character. Here's the keyword. Here's the, uh, the props. Mm. What do you guys suggest as keyword connections or prop suggestions and sort of preempt okay that process at the moment you know people are commenting on the course as it is with luke and my my brains you know sort of thoughts about it already applied but we were thinking you know we yeah. could uh we could do that together this time so if we did something like that would you, would you be interested in participating
1: yeah definitely yeah it was good to hear yeah. sort of um, feedback from like multiple different people as well different perspectives. Yeah, yeah it'd be really
0: fun i was thinking if we i mean obviously we have the time zones of everybody in the world. So we might have to do like different times, but still we've got, we've got a fair few people in, you know, more of the Asia, Australia, Oceania side of the world. And then we have plenty of people in the U S so we could maybe pick out, pick out some times that are, uh, you know, appropriate. And then Europe usually fits one of those two. So, um, so cool. Awesome. Well, that's really exciting. Cause I, I think that it's, you know, just strikes me as so cool that people like yourself and, and Eja and Sydney and Ryan, like these people who've been really, uh, you know, helping out and, you know, Chad and things like that. It's like, you guys are yeah. are giving us a new resource towards making Mandarin learning that much faster. And it's, uh, I can't describe how uh, full of gratitude both Luke and I feel that, you know, you guys are really engaging with the course and, and learning successfully. It's, uh, it's hugely motivating for us. And so... You know, Now, when we originally yeah. made the course, we didn't have that resource, and so now we do. So uh, that's really exciting. So I, today, I'll, I'll probably leave it there because I just wanted to kind of check in with you. Uh, uh, do you have any questions that have yep. come up for for you that, uh, you know, you'd like to ask me about or, or things that you could use some guidance around? Um, not
1: at this stage, um, but I can't think of anything right now. Uh, but if I do, I'll just um, click on an email or something like that.
0: Awesome. Well, that's great, man. So, uh, William, it's great to meet you finally and uh, have have a nice little chat. I mean, obviously, we corresponded over uh, uh, over email quite a bit, but uh, yeah, absolute legend. I appreciate it. So, uh, we'll um, we'll speak to you soon. And I think by the next time I talk to you, you'll have already finished the course. So, uh, keep it up, man.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. All right, speak to you soon, William. Thanks.